Caleb, I wanted to give him the introduction. It's his last message to preach for us, of course. And, uh, you know, our church is 34 years old. We've been in three buildings. As a matter of fact, we're coming up on our 20-year anniversary here in a building here in late, late September. But in those 34 years, we've had eight assistant full-time or half-time assistant pastors. And, of course, Pastor Gill, many of you know Pastor Gill down in Waterbury. He was with us for 10 years. He's the longest. Of course, Pastor Rich, who I was with last week in Michigan, uh, he was with us for three years. Our third longest-serving assistant pastor is Caleb Schnur <laughs> at two and a half years, of course. And uh, we send him out. Uh, many of them are pastoring, of course. And uh, Caleb's uh, really taking a step up, if you will, on the proverbial ladder. And not that he's ladder climbing, but he's going to be with family members, of course. He'll be working for his brother-in-law. His mother-in-law, of course, is there. And his other sister-in-law and, and several Cobernet fam uh, family members are down there. And, uh, but we're going to miss him. There's no lying about that. Uh, I just wanted to say that, uh, and I, no embellishment, zero embellishment uh, at all in regards to this. I really, I'm going to personally miss him greatly. I'm going to miss him because uh, he's a young guy and I'm an old guy. And uh, I need that youth around here, of course. And the Lord will take care of us in his own way, in his timing, of course, and so forth. And uh, I told Caleb, I said, uh, you know, I never got to preach my first four years since interim in the big churches that uh, we were part of. We were part of a very large church in Rockford, Illinois, that he knows about about a thousand people or so but um, he got to preach a number of times here over the years of course and he's well seasoned and so forth he's gonna be 27 years old in two weeks and uh well, the old man that he is here of course but brother caleb i always enjoy hearing you preach and you come preach your last message for us thank you brother we love you if you have your bibles let's go to ephesians chapter one and uh is this on? Am I good? Tess, maybe it's not on. It's muted. I muted myself. That's okay. I like that. Can you hear me okay? I'd be lying to you this morning if I didn't say that my heart is very heavy this morning and uh, very thankful for our time here. And um, I love each and every one of you dearly. And uh, I love our pastor. Um, I've enjoyed um, sitting underneath him and uh, learning from him and um, just the sweet fellowship that we've had. And uh, it's not a goodbye. Just to see you later. I hope to be back soon um, and just come up and pop up and surprise and uh, maybe bring the kids. I was saying in the 815, I said, it's kind of hard to bring all those kids. So maybe when they can drive, we'll bring them up. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll try to make it up here. Uh, kind of an interesting topic I want to talk about this morning. I know we have visitors, so if you could just try to follow along with me. Normally we have a, a salvation message um, on a Sunday morning, and I'll try to fit that in there, and, and I don't want to say fit that in there. That's the main heartbeat of this church. But uh, it is my last service to be here um, as a paid staff member. It's not my last Sunday being here, okay? Um, but I just want to talk about today why I love Harvest Baptist Church. And I think it's appropriate even if we have visitors because I'd like to just share about how, how our church is and who our pastor is and the God that we serve. But uh, I want to read Ephesians uh, chapter 1, verse 3. Really, if you can forgive me, we're reading this verse just to kind of springboard us into this thought. And we'll, I'll read another verse or two, but uh, just follow along with me if you could. Ephesians 1, verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. 
I think about just all the blessings and goodness that have happened in my life, but really that have happened here in the last two and a half years. And um, it's kind of too late now, but I'd like to, I would like to show the video that we did for I Love My Church Sunday and um, show the, some, some testimonies of people in the church that, so, that, so those that don't really know what all Harvest, Harvest Baptist Church is all about, they can hear a little bit, except for just from one side. But why do I love Harvest Baptist Church, or why I love Harvest Baptist Church? Um, the word remember in the Bible happens, or remembered, happens about 210 times in the Word of God. Now, I would tell the teens all the time, don't, don't live in your past, okay? But uh, what I mean by that, don't live in your past mistakes, don't look at your past. You know, read it like a history book, not, a, not, not like a direction that where you're going with your, with your present. But I, last night I was just overwhelmed with just the motions of walking around the property and, and um, just thinking about how, man, when we came here two and a half years ago, it was, uh, it was just me and my wife and our daughter, and now we have two boys, and uh, we've, uh, our, we've brought some of our, most of our kids home to this place. And um, so I'd like to just, if you could, again, bear with me. And uh, I hate it when people get up publicly and they say, I promised myself I wouldn't cry. Um, they're happy tears, okay? But they're also tears of, um, uh, of some pain. Uh, I'm going to miss this place. I love this place. Love you, love all of you. Um, when I think of Harvest Baptist Church, I think of, there's many words that I think of. But if I could pick out three highlighted words, I'd like to just say that the, the first word that I think of is a faithful church. Harvest Baptist Church is a faithful church. And uh, in 1 Timothy 4, 7, and uh, honestly, I'd like to have this verse probably on my tombstone when I, when I pass away, but 1 Timothy 4, 7, it says, um, sorry, let's go to 2 Timothy. We don't want to put 1 Timothy on there. 2 Timothy 4, 7, it says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Probably really one of my favorite verses in the Bible, but I can't really say that until I'm done. It's my goal. I'd like to say that. Um, by the grace of God, there go I. I can only do it with his help and with his power. It's nothing in me. It's only him. But when I think of Harvest Baptist Church, I think of a faithful church. And uh, I'm going to just go back to here to Philippians 3, 14. The verse says, I, I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. No, no doubt that that's a verse that we have put to memory, that we have memorized and I've memorized it, but when I get up here, I forget all the verses I've ever memorized in my life. But um, Fars Baptist Church is a, a faithful church. And if I can just follow me on this, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm trying, to, trying to stay calm here. Um, there's some things that Pastor Shaw has said to me while I've been here that I don't believe that he realizes have helped me so much. And so with these three points, I have two phrases that Pastor Shaw has said to me that kind of lines up with these words. And uh, some of them are in my Bible. Some of them... They're not in here, and I cannot repeat. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I call them Pastor Shot-isms. And uh, I'm no doubt somebody in your life has said these phrases, but it meant more just in the context and who it was coming from and what was going on. But Pirates Baptist Church is a faithful church, and I remember one of the phrases that Pastor Shot wouldn't say all the time, okay, I don't want you to think that I was always like this, but he'd say it to encourage me. Don't get frustrated. Don't get frustrated. And... Uh, I can get frustrated very easily. Um, I get frustrated just somebody cuts me off on the highway. That, my day's done. You know, it's, 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 it, I wish I had a, a bigger car. I could run them off the road. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, that's why I don't get those stickers that say, follow me to Harvest Baptist Church or anything like that, because um, there wouldn't be a good testimony in my car. But uh, don't get frustrated. There's, 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 there's times that we go through in, in our life that it just really frustrate us. 
Um, maybe it's a time of growing. Maybe it's just a time of testing. Maybe it's a time of just learning. And I remember just coming to pastor and saying, man, you know, this is, this is happening or this is going on. Don't get frustrated. And, he, and that's what I love about our pastor. And again, please don't misunderstand me this morning. It's all about God. I want to bring praise and honor and glory to our God. But if I can just pick on our pastor this morning, and if he doesn't like it, he can fire me after today, okay? But uh, basically what he's saying, just don't get frustrated with people. And then I only was here two and a half years, and he would bring up instances, nobody in here, okay? Uh, but talk about things that happened in the past and how really, you know, could, could get, if he dwelt on it, he got really frustrated. And I'll just use an example of, you know, sometimes I can get caught up thinking about the people that didn't come to church, the people that left church, uh, maybe moved away, maybe got offended and left, and it could frustrate me and get me upset and think, man, why is, or I, I'll, I'll take it a step further and just say the people that I, that I love and care for, that I want them to desire to go to church, can't, I can't put that desire in them, but I've tried to, tried to encourage them, go to church as much as you can, and get frustrated when they don't show up. And, and then we, Pastor Sean said, don't get frustrated. Focus on the people that are coming. Focus on the people that are being faithful. And uh, I, I know we've got some visitors here this, this morning, but basically, Harvest Baptist Church, I want, you to, I want you to stay a faithful church. And I know that you will because we serve a great God that's faithful and we have a pastor, a great pastor, who's been faithful for many years. It's a faithful church. Don't get frustrated. Another phrase that he would always say that uh, I think I kind of understand it now, but he'd say, Caleb, learn to take it under the chin. Learn to take it under the chin. And, uh, of course, that's a phrase talking about learn how to take a punch. Just learn how to take it, take a hit, and, uh, and learn from it, get better. And there's just some instances that I think that all of us could probably win around the room, some things that just really beat us up in this life. And we could just, honestly, we could just use the examples that the, the Bible uses, and we all know that we have a great enemy, our, our, uh, the devil, our adversary, uh, the world, uh, maybe some wrong influences in our life that is just constantly beating us up. And I'm not talking about just take that under the chin and just let it go and roll off your back. But there's, if I could share with you, and I, I was telling the 815 crowd, when I leave this church, I'm not going to talk about this church, okay? I'm talking about the other church still that I went to. But uh, there, uh, there were some things that just, over the time that we've gone there, I'm trying to think of the years that we've gone there. Um, we moved there in 2004. I went off to college in 2011, but I didn't move away from that church till 2016. So for really 12 years, we went to that church. And can I just tell you, I never knew that my parents got offended in church. I didn't know that. After I left the house and some things were happening, I shared with my parents. You know what my dad said to me? He said, Caleb, if we would have left church every time we got offended or hurt, somebody said something, Somebody didn't say something. We would have left the church over a dozen times in the 12 years that we went. But I never knew that. And I'm so thankful my parents at the dinner table didn't have the pastor for lunch or somebody in the church that just said, man, that was a, that this person said this. And, and it would frustrate me because my, my, I've shared this before over and over again. My mom would never take my side. Always the other person was, you always got to see their point of view. And I would get frustrated. Mom, see my point of view. So I see yours, but you got to see it from their shoes. How, how, are, you know, how are they dealing with that? I'm so thankful uh, that I was taught that because now I, I, I see that now and it's like I could get so frustrated, but then I have to think about, well, where are they coming from? Don't get frustrated. Learn to take it under the chin. And what I'm saying this morning, there's going to become a time in your life when you're going to church, you're going to be offended. Maybe you've already been offended. Uh, someone's going to say something. Somebody's not going to say something. They're not going to invite you to their birthday party that they have every single year that you can maybe go to the next one, maybe. But uh, you're going you're gonna to get offended. Learn to take that under the chin. And let me just say this as well. When you get offended, okay, I know we have our spouse and our family. If you need to share that with your, your spouse, your family, okay. 
But don't, don't, don't broadcast it with your family. Don't go to the next person, one of your good friends in church, and say, did you hear what someone said? Don't do that. And uh, that, will, that will take away from what I think of Harvest. It's a faithful church. You know, I look around, I see some empty seats, and we can dwell on, man, there's a lot of people not here. And I look at it as an opportunity for that we, the church can grow. We can grow into this. And more important than ever having a big crowd and out in a big church, and I want to be careful. I know I'm going to a larger attended church. However, the numbers of the Sunday morning crowd and the Sunday night crowd, the percentages are really the same uh, of the, the people that attend. But more important than ever, the, ever having a, a mega church or anything like that or having a lot of people in church, and I believe that our pastor has, has demonstrated this, is just be faithful. Just be faithful. Yeah, things don't go your way all the time. But just keep being faithful. And I think about just in my own life, I'm so glad that my parents, my mom and dad, stayed faithful to God, stayed faithful to each other, stayed faithful to church. I don't know where I'd be if it wasn't for that. And many of us have lost loved ones that are watching us. They're waiting for us just to mess up. Let's remain Harvest Baptist Church. Let's remain a faithful church. Don't get frustrated. Learn to take it under the chin. Another thing that I, I think of when I, and again, we could go on and on and on about this, and I'm going to wrap this up with talking about our Lord and Savior, so please, please stay with me. I think of that Harvest Baptist Church is a humble church. It's a humble church. You know, you've heard the phrase that D.L. Moody has said, that stay humble or you will stumble. Well, I want to say to Harvest Baptist Church, stay humble or you're going to crumble. And I'm so thankful that we have a very humble pastor. Uh, if I could just use this for illustration, it was hilarious. Uh, there was some t- a good six weeks that Pastor and I got to work on, on a house together, and really I found out later he was just doing that to... Uh, help provide for my family. I'm very thankful for that. And by the way, when I first came here, I went six weeks without a job, and pastor hired me at his house to do some things that he could have done on his own, but he was paying me those first six weeks. I'm very thankful for that, pastor. But we went, and we were working at this house, and I had never done some of these things. I had an idea, and it was very very fun, very memorable working on these things. But I remember, pastor shot, we were trying to replace a toilet. And we were trying to put this toilet, uh, this new toilet in. And you only really, if you've ever done that, there's a, a wax ring on the bottom. And you only really have one shot, two, maybe three if you're lucky. After that, you've got to go get a new, a new wax ring. Otherwise, you're going to have problems, okay? And I remember we just could not get this thing to fit right. Then we got, thought we had it fit right. We flushed the toilet in the basement. Had a little bit of some rain that happened down there. But uh, I remember I said to him as we were in this tiny little bathroom wrestling with this toilet, I said, Pastor, maybe we should stick to just pastoring. He started laughing. He said, we're not so good at that either, Caleb. And uh, it was very funny. And, and uh, I, I don't, I, and, but I, I know that when he was coming about, he was saying, you know, and he's a very humble pastor. I'm very glad we have a humble pastor. And uh, we could take that as well. And, and it's nothing, nothing in us. It's all God. And a lot of times we get caught up with saying, I just want to give glory to God. Very good phrase. But all the glory belongs to him anyways. Just sometimes he lets us to have a part in showing his glory. And sometimes we try to take the credit. But let's be a faithful church. Let's be a humble church. He, he um, things, and I'm, I've heard this before, but he said this a lot. He said, laugh at your mistakes and learn from them. Laugh at your mistakes and learn from them. I remember my youth pastor as well. He said, Caleb, watch me, and probably what you're going to do is learn what not to do, mostly. And, but laugh and learn at your mistakes. I remember, Pastor, when I first came here, our first work day that we had, Pastor gave me this grocery list to go to the uh, grocery store. And Now, remember, I, I can't cook. Uh, I, I burn water. It's, it's terrible. I just I don't know how to cook. And um, so he gives me this list, and at the top it says um, he wanted me to get five pounds of hot dogs or something, whatever hot dogs we were having. And 
pastor has wonderful handwriting, and I could, I, could, I could read the next thing that he had on there, but I thought it said five pounds of green pepper, five pounds of yellow pepper, five pounds of red pepper. I don't cook. Pastor's the man. He knows what he's doing. I'm going to go get him five pounds of green pepper, five pounds of red pepper, five pounds of yellow pepper. I show up. I go find Miss Marge, and I said, this is what Pastor told me to get. Miss Marge says, okay, well, Pastor knows what he's doing, and so we're going to cook all this stuff up. So let's just say for the next probably 12 work days, we had peppers. Uh, but I remember I was, so, I was so frustrated myself, like, you big dummy. You should have just asked instead of acting like you knew that's what he meant. Just says, are you sure this is what you want? And uh, by the way, I never went and picked up any more groceries. I don't know why, but... Uh, <laughs> But learn and laugh at your mistakes. Learn and uh, laugh at your mistakes and learn from them. And I, one thing that I've been able to do is I've been able to do the bulletin. And I remember when I first came here, uh, yes, I have some misspellings. I was home educated pastor. And uh, I can't even spell educated. That's another story. But um, I remember when I first started to help with the bulletins, some of them were typos, just hitting the wrong button. And uh, some of them were misspellings. But I would get so frustrated when something would be obvious. I was like, oh, you big dummy. People know you're an idiot now and all this stuff. So they, they're finding out the true, your true colors. But you know what? Eventually I got to the point where, and I don't want to say I just didn't care. I want, I want everything to be um, nice and sharp for the house of God. We got to the point where I just laughed at it. And when people would come up, I would say, congratulations, you found the mistake. You get $5. See pastor after the service for your $5. <laughs> but you got to learn and laugh at your mistakes. And, you know, I just, it's, 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 it's pride. That's what pride is. I don't want to be wrong. Um, one of these days, I want to win, an, win a discussion with my wife. One of these days, I hope to be right, but uh, I just, I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, but laugh at your mistakes and learn from is what he would say. And, and we need to stay a humble church. Don't get too proud that you can't just learn. By the way, with that, I remember is, uh, playing on several sports teams that I didn't want to be this person. And probably several times I, during a practice or a game, I was this type of person, but I tried not to be this person consistently. But I remember just the, the phrase, remain teachable, remain teachable. Nobody wants someone coming in that knows it all. Nobody likes a know-it-all. And uh, if you can't think of a know-it-all in your life, it's probably you. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, nobody, you need to just be, be humble. Stay humble. Everybody can be a teacher. I, I, we've probably had four or five of these since I've been here. But uh, the teen guys, we get together, we'll have preacher boys class. And I'll tell you what, they surprised me, they shocked me that they really come up with, not come up, but they get something out of the Word of God and they, from their point of view, and they share that. And I've learned stuff from the teenagers. Everybody could be a teacher, but we need to remain humble. We need to learn and laugh at our mistakes. Another thing that Pastor Schott would say, and I didn't really like it, I'm still working on it, but learn to take critiquing. Not criticism, but learn to take critiquing. And that's a hard one for me. I don't like to be critiqued. Um, but I tell you what, after I preach, if nobody comes up and says anything, I think, oh, man, I bombed it. But when someone comes up to me, it's like, oh, please don't say something to me because I don't want to get proud. It's a, it's a battle between the spirit and the flesh. And, um, but learn to take critiquing. And I don't, I'm not just saying as a church, but as individuals, that's what makes up Harvest Baptist Church. So as an individual, don't think, oh, yeah, everybody in the church, they're going to, that person over there, they'll remain faithful. They'll remain humble. No, you. Remain faithful. Remain humble. Philippians 3.12, it says, Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after. If that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, 
forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. If I could just say, you know, we need to learn and laugh at our mistakes, we can look, but we need to forget those things. Learn from them. Move on. People are going to upset you. Okay, move on. Faithful church, a humble church. Lastly, and I can do several more. Why do I love Harvest Baptist Church? Why I love Harvest Baptist Church? Because it's a loving church. Because it's a loving church. And I'm going to go right into the phrase that Pastor Schott has really instilled in me. And, and honestly, I, I, I want to have this attitude. But love people where they're at. Love people where they're at. And I honestly, I, I think I believe I could say this, that I just, I just love everybody in this church. I have no ill feelings towards anybody. And I think maybe you might love me too. But I love this church. And um, when we first got here to this place, and I don't want to bore you with some sob story, okay, but we came from a place that really wasn't the best situation. Felt like my family had been chewed up, spit out, stomped on, ripped up one side down the other. We literally got to the point where we thought, are they, what are they going to say next? Are they going to talk bad behind our dog's back? Because we had two dogs. But that's literally to the point we got. It says, man, they're going to make up stuff about our dogs or something. Because there's just so many, so much things that were just, for me, it was, hurt, it was hurtful. It was very hurtful. A very loving church. Love people where they're at. And, you know, and that's where everybody is in different walks of life, different chapters. And, again, I can get caught up with, why won't this person be faithful? Well, they're at a different part in their life. Just love them. And I'm not saying that we're going to condone sin Someone you know comes in and they, they and we we put them up in the pulpit and they just you know we love people where they're at and I believe this church is a perfect example of that uh, because of our heavenly Father first of all loves people where they're at secondly also our pastor just loves people where they're at and let me just say Harvest Baptist Church member even our guests just love people where they're at love people where they're at one time in one way shape or form you were right there at that same place love people where they're at. Harvest Baptist Church, Faithful Church, Humble Church, Loving Church. This one kind of cracks me up, but uh, one that Pastor, uh, Pastor Shot always says, and this is one that a lot of people say, but Pastor Shot, when he says it, it means something a little different. Great job. Great job. He always says that. Great job. And just, just turn around and shake his hand after I let a song. He's like, great job, Caleb. Great job. He's an encourager. Harvest Baptist Church, I, that's what I, th- I, don't, I can't think of anybody that ever would throw rain on the parade, if you will, but continue to be an encouraging church. I remember when we first came here, Pastor Schott, uh, when you called us, um, and I'm, this is no joke, we talked for 45 minutes. 43 of those 45 minutes, I was telling him, I can't sing, I don't do music, not, you, don't, you don't want me, you don't want this. So then we, we talked, it was about December 18th when we called, and, and we said, okay, we'll talk after the holidays, we'll talk after New Year's. Well, he called me a day or two after Christmas, and I was going to tell him after New Year's that I just didn't feel like that's where our family would want to go, and I didn't want to make him to pay to fly us out there, and then I come and say no, I would feel bad. But he said, well, if anything, you can come out and just have a paid vacation and just enjoy some fellowship and you know, just come out here and get to know some people. Okay, all right, we'll do it. And I'm so glad we did. As soon as we came here, just fell in love absolutely with the, with the pastor, the people, and the place here. But I remember when we first sang, and again, remember, those 43, those 45 minutes, Pastor Shot, we don't sing. I knew that Aaron and Kayla, I went to school with them. I said, those guys are superstars. Me, man, I, I, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. Uh, it's just, it's terrible. We, first time we sang, he came up to me. Pastor Shot, I don't know if you remember this. 
and you just got to know Pastor Shot. He meant this from, as a, a compliment, but it came out, it was so funny. He said, Caleb, good job. You guys did such a good job. Not great, but good. You guys did good. And I remember thinking, I said, I think that's a compliment that he gave. And if you, and you're laughing because you know that Pastor Shot, he meant that well, and it's just the way it came out. And sometimes we just have a funny way of saying things. It's like, man, that sounded a lot better in my head. But uh, great job. Harvest Baptist Church is a faithful church. Don't get frustrated. And if we could take those, don't get frustrated. Just love people where they're at. Learn to take it under the chin. You're going to get offended. Somebody's going to upset you. Somebody's going to say something. I'll tell you what, uh, I've learned more that uh, just even just having kids, you know, I just pray every, every time they're in the service, please don't let them bite somebody, pull someone's hair out. Uh, and normally my kids are probably one of the ones that do that. But, uh, I mean, I could get offended if somebody, I, I, I'll just, I'll use this illustration, simple illustration. I remember there was a time that um, one of our kids was feeling sick, and, um, but it was like some kind of virus and they were getting over it, and it wasn't contagious or anything. And we brought them to church and someone said, that's okay, I bring my kids when they're sick too. And it's like, for, for my first instant reaction was, my kid's not sick. Uh, and you're, but, but then I thought, you know what? Take it under the chin. They didn't mean it. They didn't mean it in a harmful way. That's exactly what the devil wants. The Bible talks about that. Cast those imaginations, those vain thoughts down. And that's exactly what the devil wants us to do. And I, I don't know. I don't think there's anybody offended. But I do know that we're flawed people. We're human beings. We're sensitive people. And that's exactly what the devil wants to do. Get you offended. Get you not want to be faithful to church. Not wanting you to be a humble church or, or a loving church. Learn to take it under the chin. Laugh at your mistakes and learn from them. And again, learn to take critiquing. Be a loving church. Love people where they're at. And just remember, great job. Not good job. Great job. Okay, great job. If I could just say in closing that I don't know where I would be without my Heavenly Father. Actually, I know where I would be. I'd be in a place called hell. Be on my way to a place called hell. I don't know if what everybody, where everybody's at in their points of life, but I remember, even as a five-and-a-half-year-old young boy, I realized my need for a savior. I remember when I was five years old that we went to a wedding and there was a cake there. I took my finger and I swiped the cake, took a lick. My dad said, Caleb, did you touch that cake? Nope, I didn't touch that cake. And uh, he knew I was lying. And uh, I remember about three or four weeks later, I said to him, Dad, I lied to you. I did touch that cake. He said, I know you did. I've been waiting for you. And I said, man, I I, he knew the whole time. You know, I could, maybe I could have seen how long... Maybe when I graduated high school, I could have finally told him. I don't know. But uh, as a five-year-old boy, I realized I was a sinner. And I remember my dad just sharing, and I could share the gospel. But Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Nobody's perfect. We talked about it. We're flawed people. If you find somebody perfect, they're lying. Okay? And that means they're not perfect. The Bible says that uh, for the wages of sin is death. I don't like that. But the second part of that verse says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I love getting gifts. I love Christmas. I love birthdays. I love getting things. But I can leave that gift under the, the tree or I can leave that gift on the table for my, um, for my, I could leave it there. It's got my name on it, but it's not mine until I go and physically take it. The Bible also says, for whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's very simple. And I remember my dad sharing this with me. Caleb, it's as simple as ABC. Admit your sinner. And I knew I was wrong. Even as a five-year-old boy, I probably had done several other things, but the first thing that came to my mind was I lied to my dad. He said, B, believe Christ died for you. I believe that the Bible's true. I believe it's not just some made-up fairy tale. 
We the choir sing about it. The, the world tells us it's a fairy tale. No, it's the truth. Jesus saves. B, believe Christ died for you. And then C, it was a choice. Am I going to choose to take that gift that's being offered to me, or am I going to choose to reject that gift? Maybe you're here this morning and, and um, maybe a longtime member of church and you're struggling with that, or maybe it's your first time here. But I'd like to just encourage you to make that decision. Admit you're a sinner. We all do things we're not proud of. And I think about just a simple thought of um, if you were to take a video of your life for a week in the video and we put it up on a big screen TV uh, when we got here, I, I don't want anybody to see what I did throughout the week. But our Heavenly Father knows us and we need to admit that we're sinners and believe that he died for us. He paid the cost. Yeah, it's, salvation's simple, but it came with a great, great price. And I just want to say in closing, thank you. Thank you for all that you've done for me and my family. We love y'all. And uh, this is not goodbye. It's see you later. And I've said this many times before. It's not leaving. It's an extension of Harvest Baptist Church. I'm going to take these things with me for a lifetime. And I'm going to share it with others. So we're... Caleb, how did you learn these things? Well, I went to a church in Connecticut. I had a faithful pastor. There were some times that were some frustrations, some things that happened, and he said some of these things to me. And it's a very faithful church. They're a humble church. They're a loving church. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you for your great sacrifice, sending your son to die on the cross for my sin, for our sin. Lord, you're not willing that any should perish, but that all come to repentance. God, I pray if there's someone here today, Lord, and I rushed it, but I, I hope that there's the simple ABC that they would remember. Lord, we're destined to a place called hell. Nothing in us is good. Our righteousness, our filthy rags, our goodness, it's, it's nothing. Lord, anything that we are, if, if there's any good, it's only because of you. Lord, I pray that someone here today that doesn't know that heaven's their home, that they would not leave here with getting that taken care of. Lord, I thank you for this church. Lord, I thank you for our pastor. Lord, and I pray that you would just bless the remainder today and bless this church. In Jesus' name, amen.